Hey, Caleb. What's happening? Uh, ready to get some sweat equity on? Let's do it. We got some flatbreads. That's right. Flatbread pizza? That's right. Courtesy of our uh, our good fine, fine friends at Fruitwood. We're going to have a happy Caleb because uh, when you bring food into the studio... Uh, look at him. He's just—he's beaming. I know you can't see him. On I'm the, ready to go. You can't see him in the audio, but ooh, baby. The shirt's not gonna fit by the end. This is Sweat Equity Podcast uh, on tocoworks.com. You can find all the episodes. Uh, I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting here with me is, uh, uh, God damn it, I had a name for you. Uh, we're just, I got to Do we want to roll with Caleb? Uh, yeah, but you I want to just go oh, that, that Caleb route? the Lion Purr. Mm. Fuddy. Mm. All right, I like that better. You want to introduce our guest? You can take it over because I got to fuck with uh, some knob over here for a second. Yeah, you go handle the knob. We have a uh, we have a good friend of uh, of the program here today, Price Giles, with uh, with Fruitwood Stand Up Market. Price, why don't you say what's up to everybody? What's going on, guys? Awesome, man. Awesome. So before we get into it, we'll do a little uh, little little uh, plug action. Yeah, a little plug action. Yeah. Uh, other than the Fruitwood Stand Up Market, um, you got a plug? You got one? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna do my plug later on. It's someone that Fruitwood works with a uh, a nonprofit they work with every year. We're gonna plug them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to do my plug. Wow, so that's you, a you, tease. Do it up you do the, you do, do your plug. Do it up front, man. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, head yeah. And go. We're gonna get into it in, in the episode, but uh, to on bikes. Oh, nice. the, uh, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. On on bikes. I think we've all uh, either ridden in one of their you know their rides or have participated in seen some way. Someone wearing their shirt. Yeah, you might have seen a shirt. Um, so yeah, want to want to give them a shout. Go check them out on social media. Just a simple Google search. We'll pull them up. Um, but yeah, so check it, them out. So support. Get involved. It's a charity that uh, does like uh, bike uh, rallies and uh, bike pub crawls and all that stuff. Uh, and then they, whatever they raise from that, they buy bikes for kids in the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in the Tampa Bay area, but who knows Who knows how these things kind of take off and could be yep. something that uh, could be a nonprofit in any city. Or you could probably talk to them and, you know, ask them how they do it and do it in your city. That's yeah. all business is. That, that's what it is. A lot of business is just like, oh, and I'm not saying that's business, but you got to act as if a business as if you are a business. It yeah. is a business, as a, yeah. They're as trying a charity. to raise money and pay, for, yeah. pay their you bills, gotta, you know. it's Got to get it right business. on that yep. robot. I'm right in there now. There you go. You got to right. get, get all up in it. Okay, uh, put my beard's in there now. Real nice lad. Before we get into it, also, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Put a review out there. Pause. Just hit the pause button. Uh, put that review in. Subscribe. Uh, tell a friend if you like this podcast. We're trying to give realistic small business advice. Yep. We like doing interviews with people that are right in the middle of it right in the beginning stages and uh you know like facebook all that instagram all that all that stuff uh and if you have a question you can hit us up at law at tocoworks.com or caleb at tocoworks.com that's t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s.com i thought you were gonna uh finish my sentence no i wanted to i had a uh i you should work on that i think i think one episode i want to do the email read Okay, you, if you but we're, wanna, we can talk about that off air though. That's wanna, an off air thing. You want to do the window dressing? That's fine by me. Yeah, it's about Toko. I don't know. I was works. thinking about it on the way over here, and I was like, Tio, Co. I think I just, I think you do it good. I think I can do it. 
Not better, but voices. as good. Oh, you have a better voice for no, radio. Mine's, really mu- no, mine's mumbly. Not, that's not what it's about. I it's thought not about what this, this is about. When I was listening to y'all's podcast, I was like, they have good radio voices. Pants on or pants off? When I was listening, hmm. yeah, I was taking a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So technically pants, pants off. Yeah, technically. Well, pants off. Mm-hmm. Pretty much off. I actually had y'all on our sound system at work, just going everywhere. Like anybody I was near our building could listen to y'all. It was wow. like going on outside. So let's That's let amazing. We we try to not keep it so local uh, as far as we love Tampa and everything, but we do have a lot of people. I think about half the listeners are outside of Florida and uh, and out, you know, plus outside of the United States. But um, yeah. I think explain uh your your business uh so that someone that doesn't know shit about your company uh by the little we gave up front you know what is it what do you what's going on there i would give our normal spiel that we give to every customer that walks to the door new customer is welcome to fruitwood we do flatbreads salads wraps juices iced coffees you Jeez. can take the mic out of the mic stand if you want. If that's like a rapper, if you want to hold it like that. <laughs> I bet it, no customers ever said that to you in the middle of your spiel. No, we're sitting don't. right. We're sitting on either side of you, so you're you're kind of. I appreciate the eye contact, <laughs> but <laughs> but you're like how? I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm just talking to the people out there on the uh, podcast now. Yeah, 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 that's right, not y'all. Yeah, I gotta realize that. Um, but yeah, we do flatbreads. They're all done on honeyweed dough. All wood burning oven. We try to use really fresh ingredients. We got really fresh juices. Our salads are amazing. They're huge. Um, come check us out. We're located on Swan and Howard in Tampa. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, that's right. The, uh, I I think the healthy food market is interesting. I think I think uh, it has uh, good like principles. Like a lot of people get in it for the right reason. There's a lot of juice shops yeah, popping, popping up, up everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like smoothies were a huge thing in the '90s. They're reinventing <laughs> themselves now. Like the Smoothie King is now like trying to switch into like the juicing kind of style. They're doing more kale smoothies and yeah. stuff like that now, trying to get away from like your old sugar. style. Yeah, get away from the sugar. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's one thing that that catches my eye with with Fruitwood, and I think why it's been so successful as well is. It's not just a salad sandwich place. It's not just a juicing place. It's kind of a little bit the best of both worlds. You, you, yeah, you you can get a wrap. You can get a salad. You can get a a, a flatbread. You can do you know do the juice. You can do wine, beer. It's kind of got everything you need. I mean, there's been times where I was actually in earlier this week. Sure. I grabbed quick lunch, and then there's times where I go in and I just go grab a beer. I grab a glass of wine and just kind of hang out. And it's it kind of has the best of both worlds with those uh, those kind of vibes. So it's, really it's definitely think, different. Yeah, we didn't think the salads and wraps would be such a hit, but I swear, like we thought flatbreads would be like the main go-to item. Yeah, obesity is pretty big around here. I, I swear, <laughs> I swear, like we yeah. sell so many salads and wraps, it's nuts. Like they, I don't get they it either. The flatbread well, sometimes. You're in the part of town that's um, yeah. a little bit higher end. Uh, every city's got that part of town. You know, the Hyde Park area. A lot yeah. of um, in in if you're not from the area, I, I'm trying to like give that like that vibe. It's a lot of soccer moms with badass cars. You know, the badass yeah. SUVs Yoga that don't pants, know how to drive. Some Lululemon on. Right. So <laughs> it's like a really high end area, good neighborhood. Um, they can they want to kind of eat healthier you notice like more people are conscious of that yeah. whether it's uh w- whether it's like you know 
a real marriage of love <laughs> or not, but I think <laughs> plus this is uh it's January. Uh, yeah, everybody's you know, New Year's resolutions going on right now. Yeah, gyms and uh like fast casual uh healthy eating I'm sure are through the roof and then in November December not so much yeah, maybe. A lot of you were cutting cheese out of their diet, which I'm all for because they're like no cheese. I'm like all right, great, you're saving us some money, so don't get the cheese. Yeah, no awesome. no cheese for you. So yeah. as part of running the place, do you have to kind of have do you have to be conscious of? Uh, I got a couple questions because nope. uh, my wife has a fresh tomato allergy, so it's it's one of those things where we have to tell people we have to tell the person like either a server or uh, whoever's uh, you know if it's a fast casual place no fresh tomatoes like two or three times yeah and then you end up sounding like a dick but most <laughs> yeah. people are in just autopilot you're like wow these people really hate fresh tomatoes and what's their problem well, it's people just forget you yeah. know like when you do well, that's uh, a i gotta be honest go as soon as you said that that was a bit of a strain like i've never heard is that that common is that common what a fresh, fresh tomato? tomato allergy i've just never heard of it i don't think it's that common i'm just yeah. saying uh, allergies in general uh i was noticing we went to a restaurant a bistro tuesday night and uh we were like can't have tomatoes and like said it twice. Yeah. We try to like tag team it so she'll say it and then I'll just kind of say it. So it's like, it's almost like yeah. we're advertising almost. <laughs> do you eat the tomatoes in front of her? Do you like tomatoes? Uh, I d- you don't rub tomatoes don't face? do anything for me. Like no. they, they're, it's fine. Uh, I probably, like, oh yeah, these I'm not like, so I have right to have now. them. Yeah. It's, it's not like hummus where I'm like, oh fuck yeah. So they're not like barbecue chips, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're tomatoes. It's, but I, I'm saying allergies in general, there's so many now. Uh, so many people probably have something gluten, and that one you yeah. have to go nuts because that's like yeah, only one percent, less than one percent has the celiac disease. Yeah, yeah, but apparently that it's like the new coolest thing. To I be always like, want to um, ask him, do you know allergy, what gluten like, is, and why can you have? Why can't you have it? Joe Joe Riga would be great to explain at what gluten is. Our comedian buddy Joe Riga, check uh, him out. Check him out. JoeRigaComedy dot com. CigarCityComedy dot com. Uh, See, I weave in plugs for, yeah. for our buddies. We uh, navigate it pretty nice. Um, but I'm saying, like, does, has that affected sales or your customer service experience? Is it what's, what's it like on the other side of the counter? I I honestly, like, if you're allergic to tomatoes or whatever, I'm just like, all right, no problem. We'll take it out. It's not like we yeah. make everything fresh. So it's not like we're like have to like, go back and remake something or take something out. So we make it fresh every time. So we just we're like, all right, great. You don't want tomatoes? Say this like fifty cents. Or <laughs> I'm like, great, don't get a tomato. Perfect. Yeah, but uh, no, it's kind of annoying sometimes when you're like, the w- the worst is when you just hear people be like, oh, you don't have any gluten, like free flatbreads, or like, no, our flatbread tastes good. We, I'm not <laughs> really concerned about your gluten free. We flatbread, keep flavor in that. Yeah. If you want to eat cardboard? We got some out back. Yeah, though. that's I'm just like you whatever. Just, but then I'd some get a salad, and then they're like, well. Is your dressing gluten free? And I go tell them, yes, our good dressing is gluten free. And I go through all that. Yeah. Like, what about tortilla strips? I'm like, they're corn based. You're good. <laughs> so I don't know. That's like the only like. So you're the mine. You you are the fruitwood gluten guru then. Yeah. That's you what you're telling. Consult me. with me if you if you're concerned about gluten. We have an on site yeah. gluten consultant, Price Giles. It's funny now. Like everything says gluten free. Like you meat doesn't have gluten obviously, and it's like your turkey. It'll be a gluten free turkey. You're like, all right. It's everyone labels their yeah, stuff now. It's like it's this uh, avocado does not have gluten. Like Gluten-free Butterfinger. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like all right. Where are they? That's like uh, when they did like no trans fat, and it's like I don't, I didn't think this thing ever had. <laughs> d- it did it before. Uh, it's the same thing. I see. I laugh about it. Er- like every now and again, I'll go into the convenience store, and it's like 
now uh, Pepsi would now with real sugar, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what have I been drinking? That's a selling point now. Yeah, that's where we're at. So like, that's insane well, if you, you really you, think about it. Yeah, you almost feel like you've been, uh, you know, like you've been like duped. I mean, we know everybody kind of knows, yeah. but it, to f- to market these the new Pepsi, well, it's just like way. the audacity of of them to just be like to now just blatantly come out and be like, now we're gonna put real sugar in it starting. 2016 we're gonna start using real sugar it's like just keep killing us well, like why why sp- now speaking of ingredients uh I, I wonder about this so okay um i'll ask the ingredient stuff later more the supply chain stuff because if you have fresh if you're in that fresh kind of uh sector fresh and healthy that can be a bitch um at the same time i think you, y'all are in a good position you're in this area where fast casual dining is on the rise like crazy. Yeah. Your Chipotle, uh, Moe's, all that stuff where you have to get out of the car. That's how I kind of just define it, really. I know there's probably other measures, but it's really like <laughs> fast food. No, don't works. have to get out of the car. Uh, the uh, Chipotle concept, that's what it is. It's yeah. Like you, it's fast casual. You're in, you see what they're doing, you pick out what you want. But it's also, it's ma- the, yeah, I think right. the most important thing, it's made to order. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, the, the go-to these days is it's not, it's not made to order like, I'll take a Whopper with no pickles, and it's like, oh, I got this custom hamburger. And it's like, no, it's it's the fresh ingredients. You can really, you know, take out the whole thing or build your own salad technically yeah, if you that. even wanted to. So. And then I th- I think you know whether uh, the gluten conscious crowd may uh, perturb you. It, it, I think we're also increasing in uh, consciousness of what we're eating. Yeah. A little bit. No, it's definitely leaning that way with everybody. These days, because they're just so concerned about the carbs and the calories and everything like yeah. that. But I'm see, I'm not like that. Like, I'm like a flatbread kind of guy. So like <laughs> when they ask, like, "What do you recommend that's super healthy?" I'm like, uh, "You can get salad, but I recommend one of these flatbreads because they're delicious." You're like, "I'm gonna go to Moe's in a little yeah. bit." So, <laughs> but I try to eat healthy too. Like, I I rec- like you know you should be healthy and run and eat healthy. But I'm definitely a flatbread kind of guy. Yeah. So well, uh, and I think a flatbread is. Uh, I mean. Obviously, a, frap, a flatbread's not the healthiest thing you can order uh, on, on the menu, but than a pizza, you're you know? talking about fresh ingredients, yeah. ingredients that your body knows what to do with, and the size of these flatbreads, which we'll, we'll post on our, our social media yeah, and we'll more health post it in the show links. Like it's large from yeah, Papa John's. Yeah, you're not. It's you're good, not don't exactly. Get me wrong, but this is a ten inch and an eight inch. It's more like a personal size. You could eat this whole one, but you could eat half and save the half for later. And you don't have to gorge out and like, right. like, oh my God, I'm so full. And now I got to go back to work. Right. Like, and I think the oh. 10 inch, you know, the 10 inch is something that's uh, a good size, honestly, to share. You, you're not going to walk away feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Feeling, <laughs> <laughs> hey, feeling filled up and, and, and all that sort of <laughs> all stuff. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's, let me, I want to go back kind of a little bit because um, back 10 inches? we know, so Price is the, the chief operating partner uh, for Fruitwood. That sounds um, official. I like that. That, I mean, well, that's, yeah. look where you are, man. And this is pretty. Yeah. This is pretty official, brother. Yep. So you're doing um, a podcast on a plastic table. I mean, this is <laughs> fucking real deal shit. Your owner, uh, who's the who's the owner and the founder of uh, of Fruitwood? Justin. Justin. Clark. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. He's also owned the Smoothie King next door for 20 years, and other Smoothie Kings here in Tampa and over Florida. So, so he's he's pretty familiar with the kind of that's more of on a on a franchise level. And then yeah. how did how did Fruitwood come about from maybe out of out of that idea of the Smoothie King? Well, honestly, like I'm, I'm not trying to steal his thunder, but no, it no. is all all his no, idea, no. yeah. And he came up that he's been in the franchise business, so the Smoothie King business for you know, 20 years, and 
every single month you get those royalties that you got to pay out at the end of the month. That's yeah. that's a lot of money. Fifteen percent, yeah, typically it, it, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. and it's just kind of like he's got he was like he still loves Smoothie King, he still has his Smoothie King, but you know like, it's, it's tiring. You were doing all this work and you got fork over this check at the end of the month, and they tell you what to do, like how to do it. They're like, you know what? We don't like your floors anymore. We're going to make you redo your floors. You got to pay that. It's kind of like, well, I, I like my floors. I, I think they're okay right now. Well, yeah, pr- pretty sure we haven't lost any customers because yeah, of the floors. Yeah, it's like things like that. And it's, it's tough. Just, There's standards, and yeah. a lot of them, are, some are elastic. The bigger you get, the more inelastic it kind of gets, unless you're right. like uh, Hardys or Checkers, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, do whatever the fuck you want, man. People are paying us to die. It's all good. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't have to make. My favorite thing is Checkers, where the Checkers are rallies if you're in the West Coast. And my favorite thing about it is, like, they just don't – actually headquartered out of Tampa, but they don't give a fuck. Like, they don't give two shits about, like, trying to make quick time or anything. Yeah. Like, I think the thing is if you can get a car a minute, you're doing great. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it kind of yeah. shit. Anyway. But, yeah, um, he, he, <laughs> he came up with the idea of Fruitwood. Nice. And I was uh, going to UT, working at Smoothie King at the time. And he, I was like, man, this sounds like an awesome fucking idea. I want to be a part of this. And he's like, well, you know, we're just still working on it. Why don't you just help out, like, however you can? So I live right down, um, right down the street behind uh, some bars over there. And I'd walk my dog every single day over to Smoothie King. And we'd be like, all right, what can I do to help? And, like, we would have our contract in there and be like, help him. But all right. So he'd be like, all right, I want you to pass me this wrench when I need it or, like, move these bricks when you need yeah. it. So it's like however you can help out. So I was there throughout the whole build-out process learning like how everything works in there and how everything runs so i've got to learn a lot about the building aspect of building a business too like like where we're going to put these sinks the codes like you need a drop ceiling here you have a wash sink here yeah all these crazy things you don't think about so you you came in how old were you uh what was this 20 when did when did it open september september 2013 27 now so i was like 25 24 i was finishing college so you're in that weird area uh all guys all guys that most guys are kind of in this area where you're in your early 20s and you're like, fuck, I don't know what, what the I fuck do? I'm doing. Like, yeah. yeah, especially after 08, 09, when the recession hit, kind of shook up a lot of shit. You're like, should I go back to school? Uh, what, what am I doing? And then uh, it's one of those things also where you got to like you have a you have a weird thing where a lot of young 20 year olds have like an ego. Right. Uh, and it sounds like you came into it. I actually heard a quote from uh, the prophet Marcus uh, uh, Lim- Limonis, uh, Lemon IS. Okay. Limonis. That works for me. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Said they were, uh, someone asked him, like, what's the killer of s- all small businesses? And he was like, the ego of the owner. And I was like, hmm. that's perfect because you came into a situation that sounded like you may not had a, a lot of experience with build outs, commercial None. real estate, uh, starting a restaurant. Uh, and you were just like, "Hey, I'll I'll be I'll be that sponge. I'm the do boy. Right. Tell me what to do. Let's I'll do be it. a bitch boy. I Let's don't give a done. fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to learn. Uh, and I want to be in this field. And I think that's a sh- really important lesson for anybody that's young and like I don't know what the fuck I want to do. And I, I try to tell everybody like you're gonna do a lot of shit for free or oh, yeah. grunt work like that. People think that it's like, oh, I'm gonna have this awesome job, make all this money, and I'm. I get to tell these people what to do, but no, you're starting at the bottom and you got to yeah. work 80 hours a week to get to that level. Like we've only been open two and a half years and I've, I've like days I feel lucky where I'm like, don't have to prep. 
like, oh man, what a great day we got employees like now. Day, yeah, yeah, where they can actually like where I could leave to go do this interview. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, I had to go take a nap in my car. Like, <laughs> like I used to like these first, are luxuries. Like, yeah, these are like luxuries. I get a 20 minute nap and then I'm gonna go back to work, slam a coffee, and work till like nine, ten at night. And then drink a bunch of wine and repeat at 6 a.m. the next day. <laughs> so the, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things to kind of put this into more of an advice uh, situation for a lot of people. Like I talk to a lot of my friends. I'm 31, and I I have a lot of buddies that are older than me, uh, and a, lo- a lot more that are younger than me that they're like they're rudderless. They like I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Like I have an interest in this, but I'm not sure if I want to do this. And I'm like, well, they're like. I, I try to tell him like I've done stand up for ten years, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't get paid for a lot of it. Like even yeah. now, even though technically I'm doing I'm doing professional gigs, I'm gonna leave tonight and I'm gonna do go do a gig for like a drink ticket because I need to go <laughs> work on this new bit about yeah. how men's and women's thoughts are different. Um, yeah, Re- I, really groundbreaking shit. I, but I have a good quote just like that we keep up in our store like all the time and I'm not even reli- religious but it relates to this real life. Yeah. All work, all hard work brings a profit but mere talk leads only to poverty and I th- I, yeah. I, I look at that every single day because it's like people talk, it's like either talk about it or be about it. That's how I relate to it. Yeah, that's, know, like, that's kind of a, a big theme we talk yeah. about DJ on the podcast. Khaled, yeah. 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 <laughs> you gotta throw down, you know? No, but I mean yeah. that's that's one of the things we we touch on, uh, you know, from time to time. And what is this? This episode ten. It's probably a good time to bring it up again. Yeah, um, it's a big milestone right there. Is is that just just talking about, um, you know, doing something is a, is a cop out. Yeah. It's just it's yeah, getting it getting the reward before you've actually done anything. Of oh god. Yeah, and we you know Law and I talk about it a lot off uh, you know off air, but it's just one of those things where. Do not start talking about something until you've done until you've done it or you're yeah. doing it or, you know, and it's it's just one of those things you're not, you haven't done anything yet. Yeah. If all you're doing is my talking. philosophy and like in our uh, Fruitwood is I I would never tell anybody something to do that I can't do myself and that I'm not great at. So like whenever it's just comes to, I don't know, making a flatbread or prepping the romaine to make yeah. the salads. Like you know, you're sitting there, you're like prepping like twenty bags of romaine, you're slicing it, washing it, drying it. Yeah, and I'm telling this new person how to do it. Like, don't think I'm telling you just because, you know, I, I'm just being an asshole. I'm telling you because we need this done. We're going to make about, like, 100 salads tomorrow. It needs to be done. And I got something else I got to do, but I could do this. And I'm showing you how to do yeah. it. I'm not, like, this is something I've done for, like, the last two years. And now I'm showing you how to do yeah. it. Yeah. So. And, it's, and, it's, and it's kind of like a quality control aspect, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're in a, a little bit of a higher position, you know, being, you know, there from the get-go of, of Fruitwood. Um, and it's one of those things where you need to like, it sounds, it may sound ridiculous to some people out there, but that's the, the level of commitment and passion that you're talking about when you're talking about when you're putting out these products, exactly. You you can't just have shit coming out. Like it has to be the same thing every single time, every single time you come. So if you got this person, you're like, this is how you chop these carrots. This is how you're going to chop them every single time you do it. Yeah. No, it seem like minimal, like, Oh, I'm just chopping this carrot. Doesn't really, who cares about this? But this is like our lifeblood. This is our job. Like we're putting out these products for all these people to eat. Like I got to pay the bills. You know, we got to yeah. make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And how many how many people would you say? I mean, based off of that, I mean, that is probably one of the more important things for you guys. Like you said, it's your lifeblood um, and your livelihood is the importance of your customer service and your customer experience. How, I mean, would you say the majority of your customers are repeat customers? Oh, repeat. Like I know them by their. I'm pretty good with names, real good with faces, but um. 
amazing at remembering what people order. That's like yeah. my gift. I don't know why. Yeah. So like they come in, and I'm like paddleboard, no cheese, light onions, light dressing. They're like, yeah, thank you so much. But it makes them feel <laughs> like they're like, man, this guy really knows me. He knows what like, I want. He really likes like me. Like your yes. mom. Your mom gets a paddleboard, yeah. dressing on the side, no onions. <laughs> yeah. You got the it's southeastern the other day. Uh, yeah, that's well, exactly and, what and I got a, in an age of <laughs> in an age of no customer service, I think people do appreciate. They gravitate yeah. towards oh, yeah. like the few times that's actually uh, exhibited, where it's like, oh shit, uh, this is a neighborhood thing. Yeah. I feel like this is my place. And that's a lot of our customers. They they can walk here. Like they come in all the time. They come on their lunch breaks. They bring their kids in. They bring their like baseball team in after a game to celebrate. It's it's a, the time. Yeah. it's a it's a lot of <laughs> revenue a lot the revenue stream in in the service industry we experience it too because technically we're a service industry uh we're not selling any products we're we're doing web development or branding or whatever um and it, a lot of it is trying to think okay existing clientele gotta be gotta be happy as shit the word of mouth 60 yeah. percent of of your business uh and then 40% you need to figure out how to bring in that new yeah, that one new per- business. Uh, this is what someone told me once. Uh, one bad, like you had one bad customer uh, experience, they'll tell 10 of their friends, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. man, this is horrible. But you like do this amazing like, customer experience for somebody, you can probably tell like a few friends. Maybe. I, I, I think that that used to be an old, I remember that like a long time ago. I remember that hearing that in high school where it was, I heard it was nine I don't. I remember yeah, I don't. that I distinctly. Remember told me, yeah. uh, but also, what I'm saying is, like, I think it's a little different now. I think with the sharing principle of social media, mm. uh, it you know, Yelp. It actually yeah. could it could vary wildly because if yeah. you think about it, it's not just nine people. If they have a really bad experience, they might just blast it on their status update uh, on Facebook, and that's you know, yeah, worse hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. That could see it potentially. Or write a review on your Facebook now. It's so easy to like get feedback now. You got Facebook, Yelp, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. It's good. It's good yeah. and bad. It yeah. do, it gives a voice to a lot of people that ugh, are just horrible. That's why uh, <laughs> hope it helps is the best yeah. thing to follow mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook. We have Facebook. good reviews. I yep. check them every now and then. Y'all know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. The comedian Ben Palmer, who uh, does uh, he trolls customer service reviews. He acts so if it's like uh, if it's Hardee's. Uh, maybe that's why I was talking about Hardee's earlier, because um, he posted that this week. He'll make a, a Facebook page that has the Hardee's logo, and then it'll have customer service Hardee's on it. Is he the guy who was behind the Target one? Yeah. Ask for yeah. help? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've that was these. absolutely yeah. hilarious. And he trolls all these people that go on Facebook pages of companies that are complaining. And it's like, he, I, I saw an inter- I read an interview. I've, I've done a show or two with him, I think, in Atlanta, but uh, it's one of those things where, I was like, this is genius because everybody has this weird ego where I have to tell, I have to complain to someone because I, I can't just scream in a pillow, you know, like, well, that's what the, and that's what social media, I don't want to get off the top of it. That's yeah. what social media does where it kind of gives everyone a voice and all of a sudden everyone just expects to be, everyone's a Yelp reviewer. Yeah. They, ev- well, everyone's an expert. A everyone's not just critic. a reviewer. Yeah. They're all a critic these yeah. days. And it's like, but if you have a keyboard, you know, you think that everyone's going to, going to want to listen to you. That's why I'm a big believer, man. When I hear a movie's bad or I hear a restaurant's bad, if I want to go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And I have yeah. friends who are like, don't go see it. And I'm like, no, I think I'm still going to go. And like, I'm telling you, dude, don't. I'm like, or what? 
You're like, like, I, I want to go look, see it for myself. Like, you get, like, I saw Dolphin Tail 1, and yeah. I liked it. Harry Connick Jr.'s a babe. I want to see if Airbud's going to make the Taken team Taken 3 was awesome. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, uh, the general philosophy for this, not to focus too much on, like, social media or, right. or capturing reviews, is that if you just do what you're supposed to do and you do it at a high level and you're constantly keeping quality control, quality assurance, uh, you're making sure – you're doing what you're supposed to do as a restaurant owner. Uh, you won't have to worry about that. Now you yeah. will have occasional bad review. I'll give you yeah. the the you converse of that crazy person that you just can't you, satisfy. You could fucking it crush happens. it. You could yeah. be the you know it happens. A badass steakhouse like we have Burns in Tampa. I love Burns. Yeah. There's a bunch in New York that are fucking awesome, yeah. and there's still gonna be someone that's shitty that's gonna be like, well, I. I felt really hot when I was in there. It's like, bitch, you're on menopause. That's they why made me that. wear a, an overcoat. Right. So I think I try to look at that. I try to back out from that kind of conversation and go, well, you don't have, it's the Mark Twain thing of like, uh, if you always tell the truth, you don't have to worry about being called a liar or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's like, uh, if you tell no lies, you don't have to worry. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm too. I can't look it up because the computer will crash. <laughs> but uh, looks like you had something you're about to say. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just. I was gonna get back on kind of the uh, the, you know, the spotlight on on Fruitwood here, yeah. um, and kind of, you know, you guys are starting up Fruitwood. You know, uh, yeah. it's one. Of, it's one. Of, it's one of Justin's. It's kind of Justin's brainchild yeah. and. Can you go through just because you were there for those, you know, those beginning early stages and can you go through kind of the the main challenges of Fruitwood? I mean, when you guys were getting started and you guys open you're, you're open for business and you kind of look at each other and you're like, here we go. Now uh, what? Where's the customers? Yeah. Just start coming through the door. Come on. Where are you yeah. at? Was it was it something that I mean, you guys probably was there I mean, sure there's like a press release involved. There's <laughs> yeah. you guys go out and you kinda help Thousands spread the dollars, word of mouth. And, and yeah, and advertising. No, we actually did no advertising really? whatsoever. Um it, it it took a while to grow. Don't get me wrong, but we don't spend any money on advertising. That's like our big thing we're against. Because yeah. it's just such bullshit like spending I don't want to catch flack for this, but like, <laughs> like spending for like these magazines in Tampa or these newspapers in Tampa, yeah. they approach us all the time. It's cool. Uh, I I think they're great. I read them all the time. I'm not hating on the newspapers, and magazines. but it's it's not y'all seen. Yeah, it's not it's and, not how you're gonna get look. Get it's in it. every city. It's yeah. these weird magazines that yeah. are in like uh, high end neighborhoods that it's all over the country. I didn't yeah. know that. I was like. This is a weird magazine of just ads for the same businesses in the area <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. people Repeating, that live there. And it's Exotic like $1, wood $1, kitchens for like this, like this spot right here. Mm. Um, our big thing was we we d- did a lot of donating to like different, uh, like you said, on bikes. You plugged them yep. earlier. Like that was like a, a big uh, advertising kind of thing for us because we would just go out to all their events and we'd give out free food, free juice, or like gaspa or rays or just any. At first, it was like anybody that really approached us, like different schools, St. John's, like all those schools around us would be like, hey, we're having this PTSA meeting. Can you donate or, or a gala? Can you donate these gift cards or whatever? Like, sure. So we just started just giving back to like local things. Local in the, awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, into the community. And I think people really appreciate a business that's, gives, that's giving back to local charities or local things that are going on. And that that brought them into us. So yeah, was, and it didn't. Like it also helped. We have a prime location in the middle of South Tampa. We were like watching this get built. So they're like, "What is this? Yeah, what is this going to be?" And like, and then they're like, "Once we open, they're like, 
they just started like, hey, where are y'all? Tell us about it. And then they started coming in. But and now we so have it was, it was a slow roll. Yeah, it was a very slow roll uh, trying to get the customers. But once we got them, now they're hooked. So it's all good. But yeah. that was a that was a, um, a hard challenge for us at first. And then figuring out where we're going to get all this stuff from. That was another. So problem. your supply chain, how, how does that work? I, I, I know that's not the sexiest topic. And <laughs> this is where people might <laughs> drop out. But this might not be in the I'm, in the headline title. I'll try to kind of translate this into like my dummy kind of uh, way of looking at it. It's a pain in the dick. And I see this like going grocery shopping now because mm-hmm. like you're like, all right, well, I w- this grocery store doesn't have good meat or fish uh, selection. So I I'm going to go to a Trader Joe's and then I got to go to the specialty store. My wife's Korean, so we have to go to the Korean grocery store. So it used to be like everything would be under one roof. And now there's so much segmentation uh, on the demand side that it fucks the supply side. Because you you need now you have such high uh, high constraints. Let's say you have to keep it fresh. You probably want to keep it Florida, yeah, maybe we, yeah, as we much try as possible. To, but, uh, like a lot of people be like, why don't you get these organic apples that are grown like wherever? And we're like, well, these apples cost like eighty dollars for a box, but I'm getting these other really good apples. Like we try to use organic stuff whenever possible. We try to use local stuff whenever possible. But when you're going through like a few hundred salads a day. Like you're not gonna get all this romaine from some local yeah. nice farm down the street with some, right. like, some local people. It'd be cool if you could, but it, it's it's not really possible. And like yeah. same with apples. Like we could we could get those apples, but we're gonna charge you about fifteen dollars <laughs> for that juice now. Right? Do you want to charge? The market you, demands. The market will demand what it is. So yeah. when you have that one person that's asking for it. It doesn't speak for the market necessarily. Yeah, no, They're no an outlier. Really, They're in the yeah. top, you know, standard deviation of that. It's like, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't. I, I get what you're saying, and it's an awkward conversation because you're like, well, I'm not going to go into like economics class with you, but uh, it would be pretty expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I got some more people coming. Come on, like yeah. you don't want to be a dick too. Yeah, and like like right now we're getting like Florida strawberries because they're getting produced in um, Florida right there in uh what's it Plant City. Plant City yeah. yeah so like we're getting tons of those we'll get tomatoes from Ruskin we'll get we'll use local honey from a, like a South Tampa farm and all of our juices and things like that so we try to like and we like we'll tr- try to get the organic spinach even though it's a little more but you know it's super fresh and we like the way it comes so we'll get that I don't think people realize how hard that kind of is and because it you're dealing with uh, other small businesses yep. that a lot of the time don't have their shit together and like you're like, hey, I want it every Tuesday. Just send me this amount of honey, and it's like, oh, bro, I forgot. Like, <laughs> it's like someone not taking that side seriously. Yeah. Have y'all learned that the hard way a little well, bit? We're, we're lucky that we've been doing this for a while, so we have pretty good relationships with all the people we work with. So like, the the guy forgot lemons and oranges today, and I didn't even notice. Like I got all the stuff in, and I'm we're going about my normal stuff, like normal routine of the day. I put it all we don't even have a freezer we use all all of it's fresh all in a fridge you can see everything that we use and i put it all up and then they gave me a call like an hour later because i was wondering i was like man why didn't i order oranges this morning like what was i thinking <laughs> i only got 10 left and they called me and they're like hey we forgot to bring you oranges you ordered it and it was our bad we're gonna bring it to you tomorrow and i was like awesome i was like thank you like i, was, I, I did I was like that. i thought i knew i, I, ordered I am on top of my so shit. it's good that we have relationships and they like they're like, if we messed up, I would call them and be like, hey, you know, uh, 
I don't know, we shorted you money, like, my bad. I don't want to have, like, that bad karma or that bad relationship with anybody. So it's important having really good relationships with all your uh, suppliers because, you know, they're keeping you alive. Like, and Yeah, and if you're like, uh, I get a bad read off of this guy, I think ha- he's doing half avocados and half marijuana. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if he's going to be the most timely character. Yeah, yeah. But because that can screw you. So... It is one of those things like vetting your suppliers is always a huge thing. You know, uh, the other part of that is just um, shit. I had another thing and I got distracted. Well, you I got, got some. Yeah, I, I got some. And I, I don't think people realize how hard it is to be certified organic these days for anything, whether it's food, whether it's um, what does you know, it mean? beauty products. I, yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know how you, you be 100 percent organic. I mean, you have you have to meet some of the most strict criteria regarding food uh the way it's grown the the i mean it's just it, unless you're growing it yourself it's it's in, it's insane the regulations you have to meet and how expensive it is to grow food in that manner to grow crops that way that's why this organic food is so expensive because it the upkeep to with these farms is so expensive so People don't realize that you don't have to just have you can eat all organic. That's fine. You're definitely going to pay the premium for sure. Yeah. Which because like Fruitwood would pay. It's going to trickle yeah, back down to the customer. You're pay more. And if you if people want to pay that, hey, that's fine. The, like you said, the market will dictate that. I mm-hmm. hate when people are like eight dollars for a juice. I'm like, do you know how much hard work went in just to make this one juice possible for you from like the exactly. bottles to the labeling to getting all the food here from the person that's sitting there for about two hours sitting there juicing like enough spinach and kale and apples just to make this one little juice and they're straining it putting in another bottle and they pour it in the bottle yeah you know like put it's just it's a it's a process and that's yeah. what people don't realize also is how much solid food goes into a glass of, ju- of, of that pressed juice oh yeah it's nuts it's it's a lot it's a if you're to make it at home it could be a pretty pricey yeah and they're oh, like class, we could make man. this ourselves i'm like all right go home go you're buy still all gonna stuff spend from a bunch of money let me know how much work and how much time it took for you just to go get the stuff make it and then drink it and then clean up everything yeah this is, i feel like you've wanted to say this a lot oh <laughs> I, I, it makes me so mad especially when my friends come in they're just like I'm like, you know what? How about you just kick me in the nuts and just take it for free? <laughs> that's, that's what that, you're, pro- that's we'd, what you're we'd doing. We'd feel a lot better about yeah. it that way, right? Because there's no, the, you, there's no brevity to explain that. It's like, all right, so basically, there's a bunch of, <laughs> there's a bunch of unskilled laborers that don't speak English. They're in the fields. They bring it in. They get paid nothing. Uh, it comes in on a truck. They don't make much anymore because margins and uh, market shares pushing them out. Like Tropicana or you know these big guys, Coca Cola owns Minute Maid, all that. Bleh. Yeah. And then <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Pepsi owns uh, Naked Juice, all that shit. Yeah. And so like it's one of those things where it's like they, a lot of people just don't get like oh shit. A lot of people don't think of the back part of that. How did that get there? Yep. Uh, I think yeah. that's where Whole Foods kind of really did a, a great job filling that gap with the the conscious health conscious people. Um, the kind of labor-ish conscious people. I say ish because it's tough to really find out what's what. Yeah. Um, they gave vegans a place to wear their shirts that say, I'm vegan. Don't uh, talk yeah, to me, I'm there's vegan. there's such a big douche yeah. factor, but what do you expect? I mean, people call themselves progressive. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all of us think we're progressive. Yeah. You could ask if I can... Uh, someone in a crystal meth trailer park, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I, I'm for progress." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. it's like I'm for hope and change, Obama. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, 
Um, Trump, 2016. No, uh, what was I going to say? It's one of those things where you're dealing with so many supply chains too. It's not just I hate I hate waste too. Like I'm, a, I'm that's another yeah, thing. I I that's, that's, a, what, that's, a huge that's what I wanted to yeah. ask. Inventory. Yeah, I hate throwing it. Like if I can only go through like this box of spinach and juice or somehow use it, like I hate throwing away stuff. I try to not to throw away anything, and it sucks sometimes when I'm like when I go to throw out the trash. Like I'm like lunch was done, so the trash can's full. Go take out the dumpster. And I feel how heavy it is. I'm like, oh man, this person didn't even really eat their salad. I'm like, why didn't they eat this salad? They could have told Was me they wanted good? half a salad. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it fucks with me, but I hate that because uh, it was like some series on Netflix. They have all these fucking documentaries, but I was watching one and they're talking about how much the. Um, it's called gro- making a murder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Stephen <laughs> Avery. He's. He, I don't think he's guilty, but he doesn't waste food. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Especially not in jail. Nah. Yeah. Uh, no, but that, how much the grocery stores just throw away because of sell-by dates, and it's like, yeah. dude, yeah, that's still good stuff. Like, why are you gonna get rid of it? Yeah. Have you and seen the John Oliver uh, on his show uh, last week tonight about how much food America wastes? It's crazy. Like, yeah, no, I haven't seen nuts. it. And there is a lot of like guilt where you're like, if you're if you're con- if you're th- thoughtful or conscious of it when you're throwing away food in your own fridge you're like god damn yeah. it i'm a piece of shit and then yeah. you think about the money you just wasted and like all the people's time that went to build like get you this product and it's it's crazy to think about the supply chain of how much money how much work goes in to get you to something in your fridge and you're just like oh man the sell by date says whatever today's date uh january the 14th 2016 i gotta throw away but it's like that's it, chicks. Yeah, by they, the way, they do that. Yeah. Guys do smell tests and like, oh, yeah. I'll fucking eat that. I'm yeah. I'm usually I will not smell. I have a rule of thumb: do not smell test it. You're gonna you're gonna freak yourself out if you're eating it the sell by date or the day after. Just just cook it and eat it. If it's two days after, always smell it. No, that's my, that's my rule of thumb. I'll roll like four or five. Yeah, days. yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. I just okay. I do smell test. That's every my time. rule of thumb. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> but I'm saying like inventory can kill can kill anything in the food area. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I should call y'all restaurant juice place. It's a, it's kind of Fast a grab bag. Concept, yeah, yeah. Stand, stand up market, stand man. Up market, it's, yeah. a, it's a league of its own. Yeah. yeah we're our own thing. Um, but it it's it's one of those things where you talk to a lot of uh, people that own restaurants, and if they're really good about looking at their inventory, because you are dealing with a lot of uh, different supply chains of like you got the honey guy over here, you got the strawberry guy over here. Um, what, what I was gonna say is. How do you did you have to find out how to manage that? Is that something that we, y'all are super <coughs> concerned about? Because well, you don't have a you don't have a shelf life if you don't have a lot of chemicals in there. Yeah, yeah. like our juice, it only has like a five day shelf life. And honestly, I drink I, like the ones we don't sell. I take them home. I drink them like a week after they're like the sell by date that we right. use because it's just what we think they taste good. You know, for a certain amount of time. After that time, it still tastes good, but people f- get freaked out. Mm-hmm. So I drink them, but. Uh, you can come from? over whenever with a bunch of just old foods. Yeah, just here's all the juices. <laughs> Technically old yeah. food by the government that doesn't really check it that much. Yeah, it's not even yeah. regulated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how these flatbirds got here. Trump, 2016. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Uh, but I'm saying, like, uh, have you had to figure, is that something, because I feel like that doesn't end. I, the inventory game, a lot like um, a lot like a, uh, your marketing strategy for any company uh, you don't spend anything on advertising yeah. but your marketing is your experience once you've got people through and the we door allocate that money to like the free stuff that we're giving right. out so, so that's it's part still spending money uh, uh corporate social responsibility is the 
the fucking general business book term yeah. uh, for that, but it is spending money on share uh, nonprofits for local awareness. That is part of your marketing platform. We do the same thing as well. Uh, and it's one of those things where do you, is it one? I feel like it's golf, like the inventory game for a restaurant. You can't, you'll never really master it because there's too many variables. We get, we're pretty good at it. Like there's stuff every now and then you throw away, but most of it, I, honestly, like we do, because uh, we have so many customers, so like it keeps on coming in. So we we have to keep up now with demand. It used to be like, man, we have all this spinach. What are we gonna do with it? So we would be like, let's make a lot of juice and go give it away for free, so people could know about us, right. and learn about us. But now we're just like trying to keep up with demand. So we're fortunate to have that problem. So, so the free, the free juice days are over. You're saying? No, nah, we still do stuff like that. But like when we used to have like excess inventory we would be like oh man what, what can we do like that's how we came with the idea we're like oh let's just go give it away or give samples like so people be walking by be like you want to try a juice here's a sample of a flatbread and like you know being you know trying to bring him into fruitwood to show them like what we got going on they're like oh man this is great and then they tell their friends and come back and see us and yeah things like that but so so what do you see and and uh, my big thing too is just because i've i've seen it personally and it's been awesome to watch fruitwood grow um and become what it has and i mean every time i go in there it is slam i mean there's a line of people and they're all i mean all happy customers it seems like everybody knows each other in there as well i don't know if it's yeah. just because they're, they're they're all always there or, or what um but i mean i would say up to this point fruitwood has more or less been a success and but where do you see Fruitwood going uh, in the future? Do you see possible more locations? Do you see you guys getting into expanding the menu, or is it just the the old if if it ain't broke don't fix it? People love what we have, and uh, and we're just gonna keep you know doing what we what we've been doing. Uh, I think Fruitwood here in South Tampa, we're not changing that. It's yeah. like a, that's like our one of our our models that we want to stick with, but we're maxed out on space. We like yeah. we do everything on top of each other. Mm -hmm. all day long like we eventually might have to get like a third shift to come in and maybe like do juicing because it's hard to like still like chop the sounds. counter space yeah, yeah we don't have a lot of space so that's definitely a model like, like but we would love to sell franchises but like locally like mm -hmm. st pete or like open our own in st pete but you get people all the time they're like we want to buy a franchise you're like all right let's do it and then like you never hear from and then they just again. flake yeah yeah but uh, uh, that sounds pretty simple. <laughs> they need to yeah. listen to episode one, having a motor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's one of those things where you get pumped about the idea. And then when a lot of people are like, uh, I don't have I any don't money. <laughs> what was I talking about? That's a great idea. They're like, I just thought it'd be cool to hang out a little more and have conversation. About yeah, it. but, you know, talk about it or be about it, you know. And at the Ooh. same time, it, it's Ooh. hard to have that franchisee book ready to ready to rock. Yeah, like you know, people like talk about it, but like we're only two years and like yeah. four months into the game. Like we would make it happen if someone was like, "Hey, we want to do this." Like, all right, let's figure out how to do it. We'll work with you to make it happen. You're gonna be our first one, so we, no matter what, we'll find a way to make it happen. But I think more likely we would like to open our own someplace else, like maybe in St. Pete. It's well, yeah, like just grow another location. Yeah. yeah, as a partner. I mean, you don't really start making uh, a shitload of money. You know, yeah. it's, it's this is with anything uh, that starts as a local small business, service-oriented. You don't start really making money until you have those second, third locations, economies of scale, because you, you can manage, you know, you can pop around to two or three locations. Your salary split between those three. Mm -hmm. uh, same with your other partner. 
and then that's when you really your profit margin goes up per per location. Man. Yeah, you can probably. I think you can probably handle like ten to like eight like by ourselves. But like once you start getting past that, like you yeah. can't really have quality control. Maybe eight's even too big of a number, but you really wouldn't have the quality control. So probably have to hire someone just to handle quality control yeah oh yeah you have yeah. regional yeah. director yeah you'd have to get someone just like popping because you can't drop you wouldn't, every place. yeah you wouldn't want to yeah. sacrifice the service yeah. or the the product that you guys are providing yeah. out there so well yeah. look at like uh chick-fil-a's new competitor that started out of tampa which is uh pdq oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah. They, they were like we'll be your pepsi to coke like yeah. i don't give a shit like it's the market's huge for that yeah. right and um and they have a clean experience, same thing, higher price, fast food. Yeah. Uh, but Good service, and it's just fresh. And, and the way they do it is, you know, when they open, they have good quality control in every location. Yeah. I know in the Tampa Bay area, they have, you know, one person that's the, the regional director, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that handles that quality control, not only food-wise, but service-wise. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure, you don't have to say my pleasure, you know, like Chick-fil-A, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yes, they are open on Sundays, so it's a little crankier, um, but they might be making up for that, uh, you know, that Chick-fil-A when you're really hungover and want some uh, some fucking chicken chicken nuggets. Woo. Yep. Yum. That's where it's at. But I think quality control and just have that customer service, we rely a lot of our, rely a lot on our employees because... They're, they're like our lifeblood, you know, like without them, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And you got to have those A team players that, you know, when you step out, they're handling it. They're going to bring the same customer service that I bring and the same product that I bring when I'm not there. So it's having you, you got to rely on them. So I think give a hand to like the awesome employees that. Yeah, absolutely. Takes to run a business what, so in our business. How like do you keep we appreciate them, them? How do you keep them motivated? Because it's a lot of entry level, probably, right? Yeah, a lot of them are in college. They go to UT, and we, like, we've had a few that have lasted. You know, they start off as sophomores. They're seniors now at UT, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And like, we had a girl that's been a sophomore in high school at Plant, and she just got accepted at college and for singing. She's like an amazing singer, and she like she's taking some time off now to get scholarships, but she's gonna come back in the summer. So we have like really maybe good re- maybe you guys could have her sing. To some of the people online, we want to have her actually perform Dude, before she leaves, yeah. and like have like a concert or something. So we'll talk about that. Another yeah, time. that'd be yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. so that could have that could have gone into the where's what's next for Fruitwood answer. Block parties. We have like we yeah. only done one so far. It was pretty sweet. We did yeah, that was lot. that was a really good time. Yeah, yeah, we had like other local businesses and charities come out there, and we don't charge anything. You just come out. We invite you. You have a good time. We do like specials on beer and food, and we try yeah. to raise money for a certain charity. So uh, our charity was for ALS. We did like five years now uh, it's called jay a little plug here uh, uh jay's defensive line yep. he just passed away l- the other year the end of last year mm-hmm. and from als which sucks yeah so we uh, we sold like wristbands so we sold five dollar wristbands we did it every year and like we weren't like a huge contributor to the als like we we probably raised like two thousand dollars at the most but it was still fucking awesome yeah like, well we raised two thousand dollars to give to this charity so absolutely man yeah. i think that's something on a uh, and and not even like to to say like on a on a small scale or small level because it's bringing it awareness may, to it may the, it may seem small on a on a national and yeah. global level but on a, on a local level and what that does for the community and to see people rallying around something like that that's huge and that's also great to have you know, your business to be a part of and yeah. you to personally be a part of, that's something that builds not just with your employees, that that brand loyalty and that, that company loyalty, 
and job satisfaction, but also with your customers. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I think that's and also just like the food that y'all have that's fresh and, uh, you know, you you work on keeping the quality up and keeping it, you know, within its time constraint is um, a lot of people don't see the bottom of that iceberg of doing those kind of charity events, doing those nonprofits. Those can be a pain in the dick. And I've oh, yeah. I've been on the other side of that a lot. I've done a lot of uh, charity stand up gigs. I've tried to produce some. I did a comedy tour, which I think y'all yep. came and saw it. Uh, Laughter's the breast medicine. Six years ago, yeah. yeah Com- I think I yeah. Comen for the cure. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sold yeah. that bitch that. out. No, That's uh, right. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, but on the other side, sometimes either the charity doesn't have the means, uh, the manpower. Uh, there, there's something lacking usually, and it, I, I guarantee I'm picturing, I'm visualizing you running around just like we got to get it done got to get the tables over here yeah. got to get this tent over here got to get a mic cord we don't have any words who's him seeing this what's it's going the, it's like the logistics man Those, yeah. yeah that's that's the, and i've seen the inside uh you know or from the outside looking in mm-hmm. on um non-profit and and charities and how they set up events and i would honestly say and i think anyone who works in non-profit would would agree the number one thing they lack is manpower oh yeah um when when they're they have so many great ideas for events, but to put them on, they need volunteers. They need people in the community to step up and say, yeah, I'm going to donate some time. I'm going to donate some, some sweat, some effort, some probably a couple Woo! headaches. Oh, yeah. and to, that's right. And to, and, and to help get these events done. So we could, you know, so we can, you know, raise some awareness, maybe raise some money. So the fact that you guys do that, I think is, is commendable, you know, for, for you guys. Um, at Fruitwood Stand Up Market, yep. at Instagram, Fruitwood Stand Up Market, Facebook. But Fruitwood I think the employees also have to believe in what you're doing, so they don't realize it's like some shit, you know, company or some shit product they're putting out. They're like, oh man, these people really believe in what they're doing. I don't want to let them down. Yeah, I'm gonna work hard. So you know, of course they, they want to get paid, but they're, they they want to put out a, a quality product. Yeah, but there's other places places they can go to get paid probably the yeah. same pay scale. And I think it's the environment you guys create. Yeah, it's what you a, stand for yeah. that. That helps draw them in and gives them. And you know, I, I that, think that it value. trickles down from if you see me working hard, like you're gonna work hard too. You don't want to just be like, oh man, my boss sucks. He's just sitting in the back doing nothing. All he does is just grow a beard. Yeah, he takes naps in his car. Yeah. But uh, you know, you see like everyone working hard. You're gonna work hard too. So like that's why I think a lot of people that maybe like could be like a C employee or not as good, they kind of weed themselves out because everyone's right. working so hard. And you're not going to participate. You just like they have time to just don't show up ever again. And it feel, I, I think overall, because uh, I, I, I was going to say the same thing, like they need to see you sweat and they yeah. need to see you so working harder than everybody. Uh, they need to see you just be like, oh, shit. OK. Um, and even sometimes not under not 100 percent on like um, not 100 percent knowing what to do. But I'm going to figure this out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to figure it out in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Just give me about. Let me go stroke my beard <laughs> in the corner um, and play with my ponytail, <laughs> and I will get back to you. And I'll strategize. I'm going to strategy session with myself. There's a lot of winging it. Like, yeah. like when you're getting started, there's not like any like playbook that's like in for a manual that's like, all right, you're going to make the salads like this. We're going to chop them like this. Like, well, that's what you're going to sell to somebody if you did a franchise because you're going to you're going to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, there's so many things. Like, we had no idea what we're doing half the time. We're like, we yeah. didn't realize like this is where we're going to chop the salads. And this is where we're gonna make the flatbreads, like, or keep the salad dressings. We just like, all right, well, it's getting really busy. Let's by, put this by here. Any means Let's do this. Yeah, man. like we're gonna get you this product, and it's gonna be amazing. But we're gonna work 
really hard to figure out how to get it to you. Well, look, man. I mean, we gotta shut this mother down. We're getting. Yeah. We're getting. Look at that. It, it goes by really fast. Man. It really does. Woo. I feel like there's like ten times. So like I want so much stuff to talk about. I, w- I want to wrap it up with this with this one thing. This one question. I want you to answer, um, as the the chief operating manager um, or officer and partner of of Fruitwood uh, Stand Up Market. Um, if you could tell your customers one thing that uh, that you would want them to know, um, either about what it is that Fruitwood stands for, what it is about how you feel about making their food, about the ingredients, about anything, what would that thing be? Go ahead before we wrap up. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> uh, no, we appreciate all of our customers because they, they're our lifeblood. Like Without them coming in every single day and telling everybody about us, we would be nothing. So for them being here telling like in Tampa telling everybody about us we love y'all like if without y'all we would have be nothing so awesome. you, you make us you make us happen same with our employees give them mad respect yeah it, yeah, it seems Uyaka-sha. it seems Uyaka-sha. like y'all have a good philosophy uh from the top down as like actually giving a shit about everything <laughs> you're doing and look i mean it's i, I know i'm saying this kind of anecdotally to kind of be a little uh, glib but i i don't think a lot of businesses have that uh mindfulness all from for everything uh, from hiring good people uh they there will always be people that weed out whether they're good or not um and you'll always have uh the local business stuff coming in but the experience of people coming back that's that you can feel it all the way around yeah. a lot of the time if you have someone that's pissed that's working there it's gonna be palpable the customers gonna see it and be like why are you so angry why like what are you doing here and then they're gonna be like this sucks this yeah. angry person serving me my food. Right. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like yeah. the lady at checkers just fucking <laughs> always pissed. Like, I don't get do it. Want? I didn't do anything. All right. And don't it's yeah. hard to be positive all the time. Like, trust me. Like, you talk to like a few thousand people, you're just like, God damn it. Like, another one? Like, stop. <laughs> but no, and then like you're like, you're like telling yourself, like, wait, I shouldn't be like that. Like, I'm thankful they're coming in. But like, you yep. know, like, you still get tired. Like, it's, it's hard. It's, it's yeah. like well, you're, you're a human being. Yeah. Well, it's like so. being a pastor or a priest. You know, you, you got to just put it out there. But I'm sure the more, the uh, when even you don't want to be positive or, or super nice, I'm you sure after, after a while, like you walk in not feeling it, and then probably about 20, 30 minutes in, the more the more positivity you give out, the more you get back. Yeah, and plus, every, like when you're in a positive environment, like other people, you feed off other people's energy, and you know everyone's happy. Yeah. All right, man. So I think I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up for the episode. We've uh, guys check out Fruitwood Stand Up Market. You can check them out on Instagram at uh, Fruitwood Stand Up Market, or you can check them out on Facebook, Facebook backslash um, Fruitwood Hyde Park. And I think what we're going to do is maybe on Tuesday when this episode drops, we'll uh, we'll play it through the loudspeakers at, uh, at Fruitwood yeah, and enjoy Flatbread with you guys. Let's do it. I'll sit outside so I don't hear my uh, mumbly voice. But, yes, I will drink in the parking lot. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you.